Hello and welcome to Chaos Considered. I'm Emily Roberts. And mine is Claire Midicky. And this Hi. is a podcast where we consider our weird, wacky, wonderful world and share the burden of knowledge. It's been a wild Got week, right. bud. Your computer broke real bad. Computer broke so bad. And I should have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I saw... Uh, I heard the prophecy, but in my... Uh, in my humor, humorous, hubris, hubris, uh, and so now my computer is uh, yeah. dead, and now I have a really bad up one, and um, we're in a pandemic, so everything's online. So, ah! yeah, 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 for sure. That's real mood, sis. For sure, for sure. That's that's in straight. I know we don't have to lead into it right now, but like, like, do we want to scare the people off so soon? <laughs> That's the real question. Imagine if this episode is the episode people are going to start on and it's like right out the gate. How do we feel about teeth? I, I will say that I did engage in some uh, mental warfare with Claire over the past week or so because I told her. How do you feel about teeth? Because I, I have a list of topics, but a lot of my topics, like I have specific books that I want to get and read because reading is something that I used to do and I'm like, I need to do more of. I can't just keep... And and to prepare, I gotta say, to prepare for this week's episode, I watched this documentary and I will definitely like link it somewhere. Boy, howdy, don't look at our website right now because Sis hasn't updated it in 20 years. But what? Um, I watched this documentary with like this very soft-spoken English woman who's like, teeth and i'm like oh god she's like dentistry was horrible and i'm like yeah it really was like you didn't have to tell me twice she's like it, and it was just like like just a horror like slideshow just like why do we she's like i wrote a book about pain and i noticed that dentistry has like a lot to offer <laughs> so i'm gonna make a whole documentary about it and I was like, oh my god, it's Monday morning, Labor Day, lay in bed, watch a documentary about dentistry. So even before that, I was sending messages just being like, teeth? Human teeth? Dentures? Yeah, it's, teeth? Like I said, it's like all I could think about today. I was essentially shoveling for about four hours today, and I kept on hitting rocks, and every rock that I hit sounded like exactly like scraping teeth and like i was about to crawl out of my own skin do you it have sensitive so teeth i don't think so the very concept because i cannot imagine it the very concept of someone crunching ice physically hurts me like it makes my teeth want to retract inside of my skull. Like, just I'm pull a child. those back into the good old gums. Have you ever seen an x-ray of a child's, like, face? Oh, and the secrets. The bone the secrets. secrets. The bone secrets that are hidden within. Like, sis, you know what they're hiding? Their adult teeth. Yeah, those suckers don't just magically sprout out. They're waiting in the rafters. Like some kind of sick pyrotechnics, okay, at a rock concert to just drop down. Surprise! We've been here the whole time. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's bad. You're right. It is bad. 
And I've, I just have a lot of bad teeth stories because I have bad teeth. I have, I have what the doctors call bad teeth. Uh, Talk to a doctor. The dentist were like, it's a condition. The dentist saw me as a child. They're like, hmm, sis, your teeth soft. What if we made them hard? And so then they made my teeth hard when I was a little kid. And they put two silver caps over my molars. So I was, I was out there with my little silver teeth. And uh, definitely got some fillings. Definitely have, like, cavity fillings, like, break off in my mouth. I don't know. I never told my mom about that. Don't. <laughs> she does not listen to this. It's fine. But you know what? Went to the dentist a couple months ago, and they were like, hey, your teeth look really good. And I'm like, thank you. You're like, this is new for me. This is new teeth. Those are baby teeth. Those are old teeth. Old me. My my weak teeth. I lift now. <laughs> my teeth are stronger. They're harder. They're sharper. They're serrated. I've rebranded, I've rebranded my mouth. I've rebranded I've my re-branded. teeth. I have serrated teeth now. That's a fun that's a fun fact. Child teeth smooth. Adult teeth, they got little bumpies at the edge. Don't know if you've ever noticed that. I'm presently feeling around in my mouth. What do you mean little bumpies? Like, just Google a picture of, like, a child's front tooth and an adult's front tooth. And, like, the adult's Mm. front tooth will have, like, little, like, a little ridge on the bottom. This is what I mean when I say that, like, my search history is so weird. It is in part because of this podcast. (laughs) Don't. Don't. I literally, I literally can see the FBI from my window right now. And every day I have to look over them and be like, pfft. I don't even know, sis. And their, like, lights will be raving at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. And they'll be like, it's fine. We we realize. We can see into your apartment. Like, we know that you're not okay. <laughs> you're fine. We know all about you. You're fine. I, oh, I'm also in nursing school. So, like, I also get, like, a level of, like, very bad Google questions. But you're not in dentistry. At least I'm not in dentistry. Can I tell you my one, I have one tooth story. Tell me your tooth story. I wish. I think we all have teeth stories. Cause I mean like, listen. Okay, wait, before you get into that, can I ask, was Patty the type of parent that kept your teeth? Mm, No. That's creepy, right? Like it's creepy as a parent to keep baby teeth. Yeah. I don't think my mom People do it. I, I knew. I had a friend who's like. Like, let me show you my parents' bedroom, and here's a box, and in it are all my baby teeth. And I'm like, oh, cool. Something okay. that you can haunt later. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I had a bad thought, and I will be cutting this. Okay. <laughs> I had a bad thought, which was, Henry's a small child. Mm-hmm. He will eventually start losing his teeth. Mm-hmm. What if I collected his teeth? You should collect his teeth. And made earrings. That you was my thought. <laughs> yep. That was so bad. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. Because guess what? You know, he's going to appreciate it once. That's a family heirloom. <laughs> he's going to appreciate it one day. And listen, as someone who desperately wanted the extra bone in her foot, and the doctors were like, that's medical waste. Like, quote, unquote. My, quote, unquote. I was going to make that into a necklace. I was going to be like, look at my cool necklace. And people would be like, where'd you get it from? And I'd be like, I grew it myself. It's my foot bone. And they'd be like, your foot bone? And I'm like, I was born with an extra bone in my foot. And they're like, in your foot? And I'm like, yeah. This is a very structure, structured party intro, and I you love it. You have to understand. You have to understand. Claire understands, because 
for my entire high school career, I was hobbling around, like, (laughs) on one foot, like, never going to walk correctly again because I just walked on, like, stress fractures for four years because I had an extra bone in my foot. And then when I was a senior, I got that that thing cut off and I wanted it. I wanted to keep it. I was like, I had to walk on that thing for four years. I deserve to be able to have it. It's mine. I grew it. Like it's mine. I grown just because it's out of me. Doesn't make it less mine. And they were like, sis, that's medical waste. Like we have to burn it. Like we have to burn it. We cannot give you your, your bloody, your bloody bone fragment. And I was like, but you could, you could, if you weren't a coward, right? Yeah. No, I get it. I have a question for you. Oh. How did you, like, get your teeth out of your face, generally speaking? Are you referring to the time I took uh, part of my tooth out with tweezers? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I knew it was going to be some BS. I told you that story. I wasn't going to tell you. Like, I wasn't going to bring it up on the podcast. People were going to be like... Emily's a straight sociopath. Listen, remember how I was like the dentist make my teeth hard because they were bad teeth? They didn't want to leave after that. They're like, we're staying in here. And so the whole inside rotted out and there was nothing left. And my baby, my adult tooth grew up in there. And it was just like the shell of a tooth. It was the, it was like the exoskeleton, like a cicada exoskeleton. It needed to be popped out. It didn't hurt. No nerves. It didn't hurt at all. It didn't hurt at all. I was, in fact, very pleased. I was 15. I had tweezers. I was getting it out of my mouth. Huh? What's up? How else did I get my teeth out? Is that the question? <laughs> it Plus, that tooth, that tooth had already broken on a bagel, so she had to leave. She had to leave. She, I wasn't going to... What was I going to do? Go to a doctor? No. <laughs> nice try. Pfft. What am I? Rich? No. I have tweezers. Let's go. Um, go to your dentist if you have a, a tooth emergency. We'll we'll get we'll get into like what the bad things can happen if you don't go to the dentist for tooth emergencies. But go, go to your doctors, okay? Yeah. What? Where were we? <laughs> what were we how did you get? Out. How did you get? You blacked out because you told me. A, I asked a simple question and mm-hmm. you told me like the most like body horror esque mm-hmm. answer. That's what happened. Yeah. So, but what about your rest of your teeth? Like, how did you rip them out with my little thingies? Oh, is that how you got you just oh, yeah. got in there? Literally, when I was in first grade, a kid lost his tooth. I was like, boy, howdy, he's getting a lot of attention for that. And I've got a loose <laughs> tooth. And I, like, also ripped it out and was like, I also lost my tooth. And my poor first grade teacher was like, I cannot abide this. <laughs> She's like, was it really loose? And I was like, with blood. Like, everyone, like, it was really loose. <laughs> That's why I have a podcast. Because I, I did stuff like that as a child. Like, again. You little gremlin child. Little gremlin. I love it. No anxiety, no fear. Oh. Just get your paws all up in there. That's pretty much See, how I got rid of all my teeth. Is I would just wiggle it, wiggle it, wiggle it with my mouth. And then once it was loose enough, I'd just kind of, like, pop it out. I mean, that's what happened for a number of mine as well. Like, uh, I didn't do anything I did have a handful where my... Uh, father tied a string to my tooth and then tied it to a door and then we slammed the door that's incredible because i feel like i hear that but i'm always like people are lying like that seems just incredibly like 
It's not effective. You know how hard it is to tie string around the tooth? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, those are slippery. Like, I've had teeth for like 23 years now. I'm 23. I've had teeth for like 22 years now. And I could safe to say they are slippery. They're, it's wet in there. It's you got dry there. teeth. I 100% my dad I did it for clout. Like that's like that's what it was. It's like to say that you did it, it is also doesn't the seem reason effective. you do it. Like it doesn't seem effective and it also just like so much effort. So, so much, much effort. effort. So much effort. And like I just feel like I just remember my mom being like, "Oh, no." And then my two sisters being like, "Yes." Yes. yes yeah, yes, youngest yes. child energy is like you are a guinea pig for whatever ex- dark experiments your older siblings create. Oh, for sure. Can I tell you the most recent uh, tooth experience I had? Mm-hmm. This is the last time I went to the, one of the last times I went to the dentist. And it wasn't anything crazy. It was literally just, uh, she had, of course, both of her hands up in my mouth doing her Gross. little cleaning thing. And as she's doing it, obviously I can't respond. I feel like you have a relatively small mouth, Claire. I feel like I have a relatively large mouth. (laughs) Maybe I just know a lot of people with big heads. (laughs) I think the thing that's confusing is that I have a giant head, but I have a decent-sized mouth. I just have a really big head. Maybe that's it. I think that might be throwing you off. My niece's head is in the 99th percentile head size. Her head is so big. Oh, Henry is just like a little orb of a head. It's not, huge. Nah, dude. 99th percentile. They, they measure that baby head. They're like, that's a big head. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was probably like 98. He might still, I don't know. Maybe he's not anymore. Big head babies. Big head babies. Oh, boy. But she was like up in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And as she's doing it, I just remember like being like, I don't know how to respond to this. She's like cleaning. She's like, you just, mind you, have had this lady for years i've known this lady for years she's in my mouth and she says you just have so many teeth that is the last thing you want your dentist to say like oh you have a huh i'm counting huh okay all right she just gets she just said Every time I clean another tooth, there's just another one next to it. Do you have infinite just teeth? T- <laughs> what does that but mean? She has both of you. I don't know. I've known her for years. So why all of a sudden she's like. I think you've grown more teeth and you don't realize it. Well, I got my wisdom teeth in. I think I just have very textbook teeth at this point in my life. I think I got all of them that you can get. Oh, I, I got my wisdom no teeth out teeth. so fast. And I watched, I watched the entire Summer Olympics four years ago now, high on wisdom teeth meds at my grandparents' house. Good Just like, you. I watched water polo, okay? I watched rowing races. I watched everything. Water polo is not oh, like... I almost I, died in the bathroom at my grandparents' house. Girl, how? My medication made me really dehydrated. And so I, got, I was like, I'm feeling really no. hot. I need to get some water. And then I was like, thump, thump, thump. I was like, I'm just going to sip out of the sink like a gremlin. Because sometimes you're just so thirsty, you just got to cup some water in the sink. 
Oh, for sure, for sure. And I went in, and I literally was like, I'm falling. And I caught myself by sitting on the toilet, but I, like, fell so hard against the wall, I woke my grandparents (laughs) up. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. (laughs) I'm like, wow, I was so close to cracking my skull open on the bathtub. (laughs) Sis. So sad. It would have been so sad. But they were like, you need to stop taking this meds and drink more water. And I was like, you're right. Hydrate or dehydrate, literally. Anyways, you want to talk about teeth? Do you have anything else teeth related before we get into teeth? No one signed up for this. They were like, this would be our least listened to episode. And you know why? People are going to get five minutes in. They're going to be like, teeth? And they're going to leave. And I can't blame them. Unless people are into teeth. But I want to specifically talk about dentures and, like, tooth replacements. Because I was like, let me Google this. Let me Google the history of dentures. Because I knew it wasn't going to be good. I, I went in being like, oh, I bet the history of dentures is gnarly. And it was. And it is. So, No. So here's some background on teeth. <laughs> so uh, rotting teeth, bad. Yeah. Yeah. So historically, you get a toothache. That stuff can and will kill you. Like just so people know, tooth infections can and will kill you. Because the tooth is connected directly to your bone, which is directly to your blood, which is a recipe for, like, blood infection, sepsis, death. And they're, like, I've looked at a lot of skulls in my research for this, a lot of toothy skulls, a lot of not toothy skulls. And some of them will just have, like, holes in the jawbone because just all the pus collecting need to get out. Okay? It's bad. So, like, when you got it's, you got a bad tooth, you got to get that stuff ripped out, right? You cannot, you cannot have it in there because you'll die. So, uh, PSA, go to your dentist if you have a toothache. Like, don't wait on it because you could get a blood infection and die. And that will be much more expensive than going to your dentist, I hear. Okay. I want to create a scenario and a scene. I want you to play in this space for me, Claire, okay? It's medieval England. It's medieval England slash until the beginning of modern dentistry. So probably up until like lower 1800s. Who do you go to to get your teeth ripped out? A, the blacksmith, or B, the barber? Psych, it's both. It's either. If you're like, I'm on a budget, you know, I really just need this out, you can go to your blacksmith. You can go to your local blacksmith and just have them go at it. Or if you got money, if you're like, you know, I'm going to treat myself. (laughs) I'm going to go to the barber. (laughs) 
<laughs> the higher end option is the barber. And trust me, the lady was like going through in my in the documentary. She was like going through all the tools, and she's and it was pretty much just like this would take out skin and bone too, though. Like this would this would not be like accurate. Like this would not be good. Like this is not like a good option. They're like it's bad. We know. Like, this thing was named after a pelican, and I don't think birds should have anything to do with teeth. You know what I mean? No. Get the, get those birds out of my mouth. Thank you. So, anyways, dentures. And I think the question that really comes to mind is, what were dentures made out of? Slash tooth no, replacements. No, I, I literally... The amount that I don't want to know what they're made out of is profound. So, we're going to start with a really cool thing that the Mayans did. So the Mayans made false teeth from nacre, which is a.k.a. oyster shell. Oh, that's, like, awesome. So there's this cool thing called osseointegration, which is when your bone, you know, your bone is feeling lonely, it gets a dating app, it finds a connection, they grow together. (laughs) Your bone falls in love. Um... With something that's not your bone. So it's a really beautiful, it's a really beautiful relationship. And your bone can do that with nacre. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing this. Hold up. Let me, let me look up the pronunciation. Wait, because Warren. I could just be sounding like an idiot right now, which is all the time. Uh, pronunciation. Nacre. Yeah, it's nacre. Okay, thanks, Sid. Yay! <laughs> Ooh, practice and get feedback. Nacre. Good job. Thanks, Google. Okay. <laughs> Yay. You're, that's, that, yeah, I love how it lets me practice because of my St. Louis accent. So, so you can replace the entire tooth with nacre. As in, pull it out, fill that hole, put it in the bone. Put, put it straight into the bone. And then your bone grow around it. And they have skulls from the ancient Mayans that had like teeth that were like entirely, like entirely made like root to part you see made out of oyster shell. And I once even back when I used to exercise regularly, I watched like a PBS, like public education moment about a lady who's like doing research about how you could, this is maybe like a really fantastic way to replace teeth. And I'm like, I think so. It sounds like my bone wants it. It sounds like my bone craves that mineral and also like i think it's kind of pretty rad to have mother of pearl teeth like i think that's kind of a hot look if i'm being honest i feel like if you don't have like some like i feel like it's a very sea witch mermaid energy yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would agree Back to dentures. Sorry, it, my dogs are. So it's usually human and animal teeth. Losing their mind. No. Okay. No. Human teeth? It's normally a combination of human and animal teeth. Just because it sounds like there's a child close by, and I would like yep. to. Mm. 
maybe mm. shoot out a child real quick. Okay, I'm gonna shoot a child. For all the bad, bad human. Uh... Okay, go shoot a child. I have more soup. <laughs> we gotta figure out how they get that teeth. <laughs> Hey Claire, if you're editing this and listening, I just, I want to let you know how much I appreciate you, how much I love you, uh, how of a trash scrub you are. Bye. Um, okay. uh, I love your many inf infinite teeth. Um, and now it's just going to be just a little ASMR sage since, uh -oh. since, since you've been uh -oh. gone. Did I? I've been eating no soup. On? What happened? Since you've been gone, yeah, yeah. Ham and bean, ham and bean. You, I eat what I want. Since you've been gone. Hey, sweet thing, are you still there? Since you've been gone, ham and bean. Come on, you got this. You got this sweet thing. Please let me. So, I think the big question is, where did they get the human teeth? Claire, where did they get the human teeth? I have a couple thoughts and all of them are mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A couple thoughts would be... Um, People in power getting it from people who are not in power. The other thought process is getting teeth, uh, reduce, reuse, recycle style from dead bodies. Ding, ding, ding. You are <laughs> correct. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, mostly dead people. Mostly dead people. But, uh, do you remember that scene from Les Mis? Where she gets her teeth ripped out? I 100% repress that. I said, no, 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 no. And no, she sells you. her teeth. Though, honestly, oh, that yeah. is not a very accurate depiction. Because they're not interested in molars, okay? 
They want the front teeth. The front teeth, they want them to be human so that when you're talking, like the molars and stuff, that could be made of ivory and like they're hard to shape anyways. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. want the front teeth. So really, Anne Hathaway should have had her front teeth ripped out in that movie. You know, like if we're going for accuracy, which we are. She should have just are. had a big gap. She just had big gaps. I'm just saying, historical accuracy. Do it, guys. Uh, yeah, so the poor people could you could sell your teeth if you're poor. You could sell your teeth. That's hard. And sometimes this is a thing that this that this very nice British lady said to me in a very quiet tone that was supposed to be reassuring, but it sure wasn't. Sometimes they literally would try to transplant t- fresh poor people teeth into rich people, which didn't really so- work. Can By you give way, me hmm? so? Can you take that sentiment that you just okay. told me, and can you? <laughs> yeah. Can you? Because what you said was, was very bad. No, no. Can you say it in a reassuring way? Now, if you were to try to sell me on a reassuring, okay. <laughs> can you try that for me? This is basically what it was like. This is basically what I watched. It was like, as you can see in this in this political cartoon. Sometimes they would remove the teeth for poor people into the waiting mouths of the rich. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Which it's so grim. Didn't it's work. so dark. Most of the time did not work. Ooh. That's honestly why hasn't some HBO dystopian movie been like, you know what's going to be like gross and mess with your brain? Watching someone remove teeth from somebody and immediately put them in the mouth of another person. That's what they try to do. But their medicine, these are the same people who are like, you know what you need less of? Blood. Like, Yeah, okay. we, were not, we were not on top of things. Okay, people, this is so good. I didn't even, I forgot about this, but it suddenly came back to me like a, a spark of inspiration. They literally, these are the same people who thought that tooth decay and, like, stuff like that happened because you had, had you had bone worms, you had teeth worms, you had, you had, you had worms in your teeth. That's why you got, that's why you got that's tooth infections so and toothaches. Bad. You got teeth worms. That that's was so dark that, thought. like, so many bad things were happening in their mouth. Like, so many bad things were happening in their mouth. And, like, to add another stress, which is I mean, worms. And, like, to be fair... You, that's not, that's not what caught, like, bacteria, guy okay? Like, we can all agree, like, bacteria, bacteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can, I can sort of understand, like, looking at cavities and being like, there's a bunch of holes in these teeth. No, it Clearly, checks out. Worm. It checks out. I'm just very sad about it. So, we're gonna get, we're gonna bust a myth, all right? Have you heard about George Washington's dentures? Yes, and I feel like I've heard, like, like at no point did I care about this story, but I feel like I heard three different versions of it, of people mm-hmm. being like, well, actually, and then another person saying, well, actually, and then being like, I don't know what they're made out of. Yeah. So there's, like, the big, like, myth that everyone thinks about is that George Washington's dentures were made out of wood, that he had wooden teeth. He okay. did not. He did I'm going to give you one teeth. guess where he got his teeth from. So, was he one of the slave owner people? Was it oh, from? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
mm-hmm. the people that he was enslaving mm-hmm. at the time. Okay. Yep. Yeah, his wow. there's literally records that they have of we bought these teeth on the cheap, like literally on the cheap. They're doing it on the cheap from some slaves on our plantation. And the question, of course, is like, how consensual was this like removal of teeth for George Washington's dentures? Who knows? How wild of a practice was it? Well, we know people were using human teeth. So like if you got some slaves and you need some teeth, man. Yeah. Just another chapter in like, hey, maybe our founding fathers aren't so great considering yeah, George Hamilton Washington. Hamilton really didn't delve into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. When George Washington was like, mm, I'm a beautiful founding father boy. And don't get me wrong. I love, I love, I love George Washington and Hamilton. Oh, for sure. But it really yeah. changes a lot when you think about the fact that he wore mm, slave teeth. So... Man. But back to dead people. That's so, so bad. <laughs> so, uh, we got also dead people teeth. Now, dead people teeth, big on the market. That's just pff, never ending. Oh, any my goodness. Of, there's just so many teeth. It's so much easier to get teeth from dead people than it is to get from alive people. Because it turns out people want their teeth. And people sure are dying. So, like, why not just pluck them? So, grave robbers... Harvested teeth. <laughs> Harvesting is such an awful word, and that's exactly what they were doing. They're like, I pl- make- we planted this person, and now we're going to dig up the roots, and what's that? Is it a potato? No. It's teeth. Honestly, besides the fact that it's, like, horrifying, grave robbing was a serious side hustle. You could make some cash money harvesting teeth. Let me tell you, you could sell one tooth in 1795 for $7, their money, which is approximately $130 now. Oh, yeah. So I would... Per tooth. Just, like, desecrate those graves. Desecrate those graves? Make a couple thousand in a night? Yeah. Ethically very bad, but you are making money, I guess. Yeah. Like, of course... Unfortunately, the market did become swamped with what is called Waterloo teeth. So it is as in the Battle of Waterloo, in case you didn't realize from the name, Waterloo teeth. No. People would go and harvest teeth from dead soldiers on battlefields. And it Ah! it became such a wide practice that like there's literally like a term for it, which is just Waterloo teeth. Oh, that's and so apparently bad. it put some grave robbers like out of business because the price of teeth went down, and now middle class people can have dead soldier teeth. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So everything about this is so bad. <laughs> everything about it, it's just like. And we've just blocked it out of our collective, like, our historical memory, like, our, like, societal memory is just, like, blocked. We're just, like, we're not going to talk teeth. We're just, we're not going to As a country, there's so much stuff we have to work through that we refuse to work through. And apparently, Waterloo teeth are now a part of that. 
obviously slavery something that we haven't handled at all. Very poorly. And also, like, we love Very soldiers. Poorly. We love putting soldiers' teeth in our mouths. We love that. We love putting dead people teeth. I don't know what's worse, honestly. I don't know what's worse. Like, they're both, they're both dead people. No, we're talking about, like, like getting your tooth from a live person and being like, someone's walking around with the other part of the set. Or, like, this tooth came off a dead body. Like, I, I feel like the dead body's worse. Correct me if I'm wrong. So, okay. <laughs> Is it bad that I came at it from the other angle? Like, 100%? No, I thought I thought I thought you were saying I would rather have the dead people teeth in my mouth. I would rather have the dead people but like that's like sis, that's a recipe to be haunted. <laughs> oh for sure. Oh my god, haunted denture. I, mean, I love that for me. I think that just like what if it's a mix and match set? This is the thing, is like if I'm if watching if I what if it's multiple like, if I'm dead walking down the street teeth. street and I see like I see Jimothy. <laughs> a man with no front teeth. And you're like. Jimothy, I stole all your teeth and I'm so sorry. Like, that sucks so bad. But if it was like. The dead people don't need their teeth anymore. What are they using it for? Why are they hoarding all <laughs> their teeth? At this point, they're just being selfish. And here's another thing. Like, historically, they would, like, inset these teeth into walrus or hippo ivory. Which would rot in your mouth. And uh, that's that stank. So like, these rich people had like rotting, like ivory dentures in their mouth. So you would pay all this money for teeth that would not even last that long because the ivory would rot out of your mouth. And it was one size fit all. It wasn't comfortable. But guess what? If you're rich and you have money, like what else are you gonna spend it on? Oh my god. <laughs> not teeth. Not teeth. I'm spending all my money on this teeth. Don't even, don't even stress about it. A hundred percent of my two dollars go to the teeth. And can I say, when I was doing some research, I saw like how we replace teeth now, and I'm still not a fan. No, I, I mean me either. There's like screws involved. Like, I'm not a fan. We are comfortable doing some things in the mouth that I am not comfortable with. I'm just going to try to keep these teeth for a while. Yeah. yeah. That's the goal. I just want to keep my teeth for as keep long as possible. Keep your teeth as long as possible. And then one day you become kind of a, a gummy person and that's okay. That's also a good look. It's such a good look. I love pudding. I'm not, Everything's going to be pureed and I'm fine with that. Honestly, by that point... With with our with our climate change, who's saying I'm gonna get to the age where my teeth are gonna fall out? You know what I mean? Uh-oh. So I think I did a lot of a lot of psychic damage with this one oh, this so week, bad. Claire. I think we've had a couple of weeks where it was like this isn't yeah, really that bad. It was bad. definitely like lulled into a false sense of security, where it's like, oh, actually, what you're talking was about is super cool. But this, this was, like, brought me to reality in a very scary way. 
Is this the worst episode we've done for you? Honestly, maybe. I mean, it could be the worst because it's the freshest. Like, I am, like... <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm bleeding out right now and you're asking me, like, is this the worst you've been hurt right now? It's like, I can't quantify it right now because I'm still actively bleeding out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm still not okay. So to, like, ask me to vibe check right now, it's like... Are we vibing? <laughs> fully not. I'm fully not vibing right now. This episode is not sponsored by Quip Electric. Oh my god. <laughs> Sponsor us, cowards. Sponsor us, cowards. We'll talk about teeth every week. Are you Are kidding? Are you kidding? Uh, they don't want to be associated with our teeth monstrosity. No one does. No one is listening at that point. Even Maddie Lane is going to send me hate mail. As they should. <laughs> As they should. The thing that's, can I tell you what's going to suck about this is that I'm going to be editing this like podcast and it's going to be like late at night and I'm going to have to like deal with like second and third wave. Trauma. Just trauma, 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 trauma. You're just have to be, you're just going to be like. Human, human teeth. teeth. And the thing that's going to suck is that I'm going to be like re-listening to the same segment like over and over and over and over again. So like the horror will just get really just stenciled in. Boy, howdy. So how are we going to bounce back? <laughs> how are we going to feel better? What did you bring? Because you knew I was doing I'm here tea. doing tea. I have I, been... I like you. had a moment where I was like, she's doing teeth. What if I did like bones? And I was like, what if I could do like some cool dinosaur facts? And I was looking into dinosaur facts and it was all like, you sound so I, I'm fully, you I'm fully, so defeated. fully. I need you to like pep, pep it back fully up. Wind up. No, okay. this is the thing. I'm telling you my process by which I got to my topic, which is <laughs> I became fully defeated before I entered this episode. Yeah, I mean, I, did, I wasn't starting with a reserve. I was not starting with a wealth. Okay. But consider, would you rather be surprised by teeth? Or would you rather have a chance to put up some sort of mental defense, even if you knew that your village was going to be raised and burned? There's no, there's no winning. You knew you were going to lose either way, but were you glad that you knew what was coming? I mean, I'm glad that I knew what was coming because if you just like, if I came here today and you were like teeth, I would have just cried. Like I would have just started crying. So knowing that I like, knowing what I was getting into a little bit was helpful. Let me, I wonder, oh, I'm holding my phone. <laughs> You're spiraling <laughs> so hard right now, sis. We're bringing some chaos. What's your topic? Okay. So it's nothing that crazy. It's literally just, I had a hard week, so I'm going to talk to you about something that I enjoy, that I like, that brings mm -hmm. me light in life. You know? 
Because that's the thing is that you bring some, like, chaotic bad things, and I'm just here to say, like, hey, we all went through that. And as a treat, you get to talk about Mitski, the rock indie artist. I have heard... You have heard... You have heard tale. Listen, she's, like, a Japanese-American indie rock artist, and, like... I'm loving all of those words. (laughs) Loving all of those words. She, like... This is the thing, is that when I'm going through a rough moment, sometimes I need to get sad, but I don't want to get too sad. So, like, Mitski brings me, like, pop, sad realness with a little bit of rock in it for, like, for that flavor. And that's, like, Mitski is, like, the rock that gets me through uh, my troubled times, such as my uh, toothsome times. You know what I mean? So I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her because she's like, would die for her. She self-released her first two albums while studying at a purchase call like college conservatory. So essentially she has this like orchestral classical piano background. Which is rad because she took that and like her first two albums, like you can see the influences from that. And she like, I don't know. I feel like it adds like a nice little pizzazz to all like the weird stuff that she does musically. In 2017, she was like a supporting act for the Pixies. 2017, she was also like an opening act for some like uh, Lord shows. Like, so she's like up there. Uh, her like most recent cow, uh, her most recent cowboy, her most recent album album was called uh, "Be the Cowboy," "Be the Cowboy," because she essentially like didn't see herself in like this like white cowboy like mythos, and so she like wrote this whole mm. album. Even though here's the vast majority of cowboys were not a hundred percent. And they got, like, totally written out. Most of them were black and Mexican. Which is, like, straight up garbage, because then you have all these old westerns. It has to do with the romantic... Yeah, well, it has to do with, like, the romantic... The romantic... The romanticization of the American West as a new form of uh, racism. Oh, 100%. Yes, Emily, yes. And it's bad. Like, it's bad. Like, it's bad, but, like, we have an idealized version of the West because. Oh, for sure. And I say that as someone who loves the history of the American West. I, like, have studied a lot. And I say that as someone who loves Westerns. Like, I love Westerns. And I think that, like, cottagecore is serving sort of the same thing that, like, Westerns did for our grandparents' generation in terms of, like, a longing to a quote-unquote, like, simpler way of life. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no way of life is simpler, and no way of living is ethical. Uh, Everything that we have is bad. Um, Yeah, it's basically extended pastoralism. That's really what it all is. It's really just like, hey, guys, like... It's racism masquerading as nature's great because it's the whole idea that, like, 
it's vast open emptiness and it's not empty there's people they live there they've lived there for thousands of years they have a rich culture and uh sort of like the myth of the 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 dead uh native americans like uh oh they all died whoops and it's like no they're still there like they did not all die okay Please stop using them for your weird commercials about how uh, littering's bad. <laughs> Anyways, we don't have to get it. We don't have to get into all that. That's the history major in me. That's the American history major in me being just like, hmm. But I, I also like. I think you do have to understand like Hodgecoin pastoralism. This is the whole thing. I could have a whole talk on this. I have mixed feelings about it. But I think you could see Kajkor and pastoralism as, like, a very real, like, response to, like, a very heavy technological industrialized capitalist age. And, like, on one hand, yeah, like, the yearning for an empty wilderness is, like, rooted in racist ideology. And you have to acknowledge that. You have to acknowledge that land has never been free and open. But I think at the same time, like, yeah, we should be living closer to nature. Like, we should be living simpler lives. Like, we shouldn't be... Like, we should be baking our own bread and, like, living in smaller spaces. Wow. Okay. Tell me about her latest album. <laughs> okay, so... Be the Cowboy uh, was album of the year for, like, Pitchfork, Vulture, Consequences of Sound. Like... People have seen her nonsense are and like are in love with it. I like asked like some friends like, "Hey, like, what would you describe like Mitski as?" One of them was like an outpouring of angst, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, ooh, me." I was like, "Uh, yeah, thank you." You mean me? Every time we have to re-record an episode because my audio <laughs> died real bad. Truly an outpouring of angst. Uh, my, our mutual friend, Rachel, Rachel Bruce, was, uh, men- she said, uh, I feel like her vibe is melancholy, hidden in, like, semi-upbeat ditties. Extreme introspection that's somehow very relatable. And just, she's so candid with her feelings. Oh my! Oh, oh! Me when I'm me when I've been drinking at a party, just really caring about my feelings, very peppy, but hiding a lot of sadness. Just like deep, like deep sadness. Like don't don't worry about it. Don't concern don't yourself it. with that. I'm fun. I'm, I'm just fun an happy. outpouring of it. angst. I'm just extreme melancholy in an upbeat ditty. That's me. Melancholy, but make it relatable. That's, can I tell you? That's you, but also deeply Mitski. I need to listen to this lady. Oh, yeah. No. I need to be. She's delightful. She's delightful. Just just me at work vibing like that, that, uh, uh, you know, that meme of that kid, like the gaga concert yes it's really me vibing <laughs> that's I'm just vibing me on, on my mitski like that's that's me vibing i'm vibing i'm vibing am i a crystal because i'm vibing 
So I was looking her up and I saw some like wild articles about her. Not like wild as in like, wow, like she's so crazy. It was literally just like, one was called like the uh, misreading Mitski. And it was like a really, speaking of angst, the person who was writing it was like, people like don't understand Mitski. They like misinterpret her songs and they project themselves onto her. And I was like, okay. They're like, you're my mom. And it's like, all right, sir. All right, sir. Okay. Um, I'm not a music doctor, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure isn't like projecting your feelings into music a part of what makes music enjoyable? Yeah. Like, I don't really listen to music. I listen to the same yeah. album on repeat 20 times yeah. until I want to die. Exactly. But I hear that you're supposed to like really resonate with the music that you listen Crazy. to. Crazy. And maybe find the meaning that you want to find in it. Absurd. Because your relationship with art is beyond what the artist intended the artist intended it to be. 100%. He's like, well, she said in this interview that it meant this, but I heard other people ascribe their own meaning. It's like people, that's what just what people be doing. The article is like, people think that they know her, but... They really don't, if you think about it. And it's like, yeah, no. Listen, sis, I did not do four years of creating writing workshops for him to come in and tell me that that's how you're supposed to interpret art. Literally, yes, until Emily. you've sat there, yes, put out your thing. We had to practice what we call death of the author in my class, yes. which is you sit there silently. Yes. You don't get to say, this is what I meant. This was my interpretations. No, you sit there. And you watch these people discuss your childhood trauma in terms in terms of did you do the art good or did you do the art not good? And like what can you do to make your art better? Like Delicious. Until you've lived through the mortifying experience of having your creative nonfiction essay just like casually discussed by a room full of strangers while you sit there and go, Mmm, yummy. That is purgatory. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked, Emily. There, that is purgatory. There's, there's a certain, like, fun, fresh bond you get with a group of people where you're like, we're all just going to, like, casually write about the traumatic experiences of our lives. And there's always one person who doesn't have any, and they're, like, woefully unprepared to be in that room. With oh, yeah, yeah, to engage you. in the space that you guys. I'm like, knock, knock. How do you feel about depression? Like, knock, knock. I heard you said homelessness. Don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I step on in Don't mind if I just slide on in here. It's my time to It's like half the time, right? This like before they even get to my essay, they don't know me. They don't know what fresh flavor I'm about to bring and be like, instead I ask them, of course, my classic Emily Would You Rather, which we did in the first episode. Of course. I once just disrupted a whole workshop class yes. by asking if they'd rather have hair for nails or nails for hair. Yes. And I stand by it. And that's why Shaylin's my friend now. And that's how you make <laughs> friends. That's how you that's build how you a community by that type of would you rather. It tore the class apart. Well, the I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. I, I sow chaos. With you are art. And... They're interacting with you, and that's their business. 
And they're so lucky. And they're so lucky. They're so lucky. But tell me, are there other crazy articles, Claire? There was another one. So, like, the first one was just essentially, like, you don't really understand her. And then the other one was, like, I'm from NPR and some people call her mom. And I'm confused about it. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> it was just, like, what the do you most, mean she's like, mom? okay, boomer. Yeah, she's my mom. Okay, continue. What else do I have I... to explain here? She's my mother. She birthed me. My roommate? My roommate and I literally call each other mother. We'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, mother, will you get some cheese from this store? She'll be like, yes. And then she'll be like, mm, you, and then she'll call me mother. It's just, that's just female friendship. That's just life. That's just like my authentic mm-hmm. experience that you are not prepared to engage with, I guess. NPR, I'm sorry. Like, you're not ready for that level of commitment motherhood like, i guess and, you're not ready for motherhood <laughs> you're not ready for motherhood. honestly you're not ready to have mother you're not willing to accept mitski uh as your lord your savior and your mother you're not ready you don't deserve it stop writing the article you don't deserve it anymore mother revokes it yeah nice try I'm sorry, but mother says. Mother says, and we have to abide by what other mother says. Sorry, hate to say it. Hate Hate to to say say it. it, But it's true. I hate to say it. So she, like, I don't know, her music, like, so, like, the main category she's under is, like, indie rock. But, like, she has, like, some, like, disco rock in there. Some, someone disco dis- rock disco rock yes don't mind if color I... me in trees yes these are all fun words that just excite me uh there's some uh, electronic nonsense in there some pop landscapes it's all very good um i don't know she uses her experiences as like a japanese american woman to like it definitely affects her work and it brings a lot to the table which is awesome um but i like (laughs) she has it so like one of her like more popular song is called i think nobody and it's uh the song starts with mind you this is like an upbeat song this is like i go to the club like i'm up i'm like bopping to it whatever this is some real like dystopia music in my head yeah i don't know for sure but like the idea of like we are feeding you only only high energy good good song is loud but hidden in the good song is sad yeah yeah yeah. because she's that's she's the only bopping. way that they can get the messages to the masses you're you're bopping you're bopping you're bopping and she leads in with my god i'm so lonely so i open a window to hear the sounds of people <laughs> and then the chorus is nobody Mood. loves me the chorus is nobody loves me <laughs> on like repeat like i feel targeted <laughs> It's so delicious. Wow. Is that not like modern, modern world in a nutshell? Quarantine got me like. Quarantine got me opening those windows to hear the sounds of people below. Deep and profound sadness. She has a song called Me and My Husband, which essentially describes, like, this, like, 50s housewife. Like, initially it sounds like, oh, me and my husband, like, 
it sounds like a good situation, but like the more you listen to it, this is the thing is that she just ends up describing like very, very, very specific moods or like feelings that like, and she articulates them so incredibly well that like I haven't been able to articulate for myself. So like me and my husband. send a playlist to your therapist. This is my playlist to my therapist is all Mitski and that should be concerning. <laughs> we should now we should be worried about it. That's a separate, you know, that's a separate session. Right now we have to work through each of the individual songs and the feelings they evoke. Oh, so yum. So yummy. No, the only other one I was going to say was about me and my husband. Because um, it has this line, because it's a lot of like, there's a lot of positivity in it. But as you're listening uh, to this lyrics, like there's, she's like, uh, uh, me and my husband, we're sticking together. Me and my husband, uh, we're doing better. But, like, there's this essence of, like, he's all she has, so he'll have to do. And it's, like, mm. hit that gut punch. Boy, I know girls like that. I know girls who are in relationships like that, where it's, like, well, we've been together for so long, and I'm, like, not unhappy, so I guess this is it. And I'm, like, that's not a good enough reason to marry somebody, but I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. I have built a brand out of going to parties and telling, like, 20-year-old girls to break up with their boyfriends. Mood, do not come to me. Do not come to me complaining about your boyfriend. My advice, dump him. Dump him. Dump him. Life's short. Dump him. Dump him. And you're coming up to Men me. Men need consequences. Men need consequences, Men need okay? consequences. And, like, for Dump real, him. like, when you're coming up to me, you know what my response is going to be. Like, if you're like, hey, like, um, Brad just told me he doesn't really love me, but, like, then he proposed. Dump Brad. You knew I was going to tell you to dump Brad. You they know that's why they come to you and then they get mad they get mad no they don't they it. don't because i'm cute about it oh they get mad at me oh no no <laughs> no i'm not no cute. i'm cute about it because i'm like haha i'm so quirky dump your boyfriend because guess what he is trash and i'm always right i have clocked some trash dudes from like the other side of the party and like dude consistently right here's the thing I am too old for men to trick me. Like they should have got, like they should have gotten in. Like the heterosexuality should have gotten in when I was young. Yeah. But I was depressed in all girls' school. But now I'm like old, and I've worked through my depression. Guess what? I know my self worth. <laughs> you uh -oh. can't trick me. Uh oh. Uh oh. I got in a fist fight <laughs> with my depression outside of Dendy's. A Dendy's. A Dendy's. I handled a that. A Dendy's. <laughs> Copyrights. I'm going to make a store called Dendies. Um, Dendies. I fist fought it, conquered it, and now literally no man can talk trash to me. Yeah. It's like, I figured my shit out. <laughs> like, nice try. You lost your opportunity to mess up my whole shenanigans. And then I figured my nice stuff out, man. Try. I figured it out. That's on you, baby. I, like, I literally make the joke that I'm like, I'm like a jaded, like chain smoking, like four year old woman who's like, men. Like, but I'm also like, girl, it's not worth it. It's literally like, never worth it. It's like, it's like, oh, 
Like, they come at you with, like, that, like, what is it? Like, the sunk cost fallacy where it's, like, I've spent in so much time. So, like, therefore, like, I have to keep on investing. It's, like, hey, you sound like a gambler who's, like, losing all their money. Like, pull out and, like, leave with the money you have. Reinvest it in something. You're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Dump your boyfriend. Even if you don't love yourself, like, you don't have to go to a self of perfect self-love in order to have self-respect. A hundred percent right. I, like, I am both, like chain smoker you know like you know 60 year old woman men are trash uh but also like i am like i am like a very much I'm so, so romantic. romantic yeah you know what i mean like Bro, i very much so, so much like shoujo manga oh yeah we've all had our dark past we've dabbled in the dark arts and so like i love a good romance and i love the people in my life Listen, I feel like I have such solid friendships and, like, family that it's, like, why would I invite, like, some trash into this situation? Because right now I'm doing great. Like, I'm a romantic. Doing great. You know, whatever. But, like, I'm a romantic, but also, like... You can be a romantic and not stupid. 100%. Or more like, you can be, like, a romantic... But not a fool. I think maybe that's it. I like that. I like you that. You can be romantic, not dummy. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You don't have to believe what the media tells you. A hundred percent. You don't have to buy what he's selling, okay? Because <laughs> it's just you can, trash. You could, you could use a trial of the product and then send that... Send that back, okay? Hey, listen. You went fishing. Re- relationships you- do not come with warranties, okay? He will not be fixed. Anyways, tell me about Mitski. I hope we get, I hope we get, like, I hope, like, in 20 years. I hope in 20 years we get, like, someone being like, these women really hate men. And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> you said, I'm and, kidding. And what I'm, happened? It's fine. I'm friends with a lot of men. <laughs> I can say that because I have a lot of male friends. I, I'm allowed to say that. I'm allowed to say that. Like, I'm allowed to say that, like, girls, dump your bad boyfriends. Because I do boyfriend. know a lot of great guys. And so, listen. Who, and I know, you tell me, good, I know a lot of people who have good boyfriends. So it's true. They exist. It's not like you're holding them to some impossible standard. Okay? They exist. Then they get exist. you a good one. Get you a good one. Get you a good one. I'm glad we've come to this consensus. Mitski would support everything that we're saying. So the thing everyone deserves a loving partner. That's tea. That's the tea. That's the tea. That's the tea. And she does. She have a lot of songs about situations that haven't worked out. Kind of, probably. But it's never just like. Don't get me wrong. Like I good love a good breakup song. Whatever. But, like, the feelings that she's describing feel, like, the reason why people call her mom, as they should, is because she's able to, like, define things that, like, are hard to define. Feelings and emotions, loss or, like, longing or desire or whatever that's, like, hard to, like, make concrete in your own mind. She does, like, a beautiful job. She has a song... I won't go into the lyrics with like called two slow dancers. And it's kind of about like a couple 
who um, are kind of going through, I guess, like life together. And it like is so deeply beautiful. And there's like a weight of a lifetime on it. And like, I can't just, just like, all I have to say about Mitski is like, she's my mom and you should go listen to her. Cause like, I'll take a bath after this. I'll put on some Mitski. I'll soak. I'll just, I'll vibe. I'll You'll vibe, vibe in the bathtub. You'll vibe. And the nice thing about Mitski is that because her like songs, like switch up, like vibes change. If there's a song where you're like, that's kind of not my vibe. Try We're a like, couple this is a little more. triggering right now. Yeah, that's fair. Like, try a different vibe because she's got them. That being said, I kind of New love vibe all her this. music and all her songs. But yeah, that's Mitski, and that's empowerment. Wow. That being said, now if like Mitski ever does say anything like whack, like I don't put all my hopes in uh, people who are alive and artists or anybody because you know everyone's human and also a lot of people can say a lot of crazy stuff but as it stands from what i've experienced of her at this point in my life and like the way like the way i've interacted with her art like i've been able to uh get a lot of meaning for that so i'll say that So, where can the people find us, Claire? You can find us plenty of places. We have a Chaos Considered Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. Um, YouTube channel. YouTube channel. I've recently started making some highlights. So, if, like, you want to share this with a friend. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's so good. If you want to share it with a friend, like, just point them out to, like, one of our highlights. And subscribe to our YouTube channel because I'll be posting more highlights. And maybe... When quarantine is over and Claire and I can actually get together, maybe like some bonus videos or something yes. where we're making random stuff and I just I just torture Claire in person. Yeah, so. yeah. That's the that's called friendship, baby. If you that's have friendship. like any would you rather's, any topics you feel like are very chaotic for Emily or very wholesome for me, uh, please shoot us an email at chaosconsidered at gmail dot com. Uh, we would love that. I think that's it. I would love just any forbidden knowledge you can send me. Did I can give me the with. forbidden fruit? She says, "Don't give me the forbidden fruit, though. Give me something nice, like an apple. Give me an apple that you really like that sparks joy, and I'll talk about it." We're, Please don't hurt me. We're literally willing to do anything if and that anyone tells us to do. We're yes, we are yes people. Also, you know. You made it through. You made it this far. Might as well just go over to iTunes and give us like a five star review. I don't know. They don't say you have Get to, crazy. but like I would. I'd shout you out. I'd appreciate it. You're like I don't take personally that you haven't done it yet. Listen, according we have at least two listeners. <gasps> Has Spark your sister joy. dropped a five-star review yet? 